Hello everyone, and welcome to RBL Talk. On this fortnight's extra show, we have some club news, we review the Man City game, and we take a look ahead to our possible next opponents in the knockout stages of the UFA Champions League. We also have the RBL Talk segment with your supporter input on the show. Starting with club news. Xavi Simmons does not need surgery. The shoulder injury that Xavi Simmons suffered in RB Leipzig's 3-2 loss to Manchester City in the Champions League is not as bad as first feared, the club have announced. The midfielder underwent an MRI examinations after the game on Tuesday night. Doctors later confirmed that they could not find any major structural damage, a huge sigh of relief for all associated with the Saxon club. For those that don't know, Simmons was signed to replace a percentage of Christopher Nkunku's output at Leipzig last season, and while on his way to doing so, he is fast becoming a fan favourite in Leipzig. So far this season, the 20-year-old has scored four and assisted seven times in the 12 Bundesliga games. My expected injury time frame is around two to three weeks. I'd be expecting him back around match day... 15, 16, uh, forgive me if I'm wrong with the time frame of that. Just off the top of my head, I believe that's the middle of December. So that will be around about, I think, the 17th, 20th of December. Uh, that's also depending on time zones. Danny Olmo could be staying put after all. According to Sport Build, it is not certain that Danny Olmo will leave RB Leipzig next summer as several interested clubs are deterred by his injury proneness. Olmo has a release clause in his Leipzig contract worth 60 million euro that is valid next summer and as a host of clubs such as Barcelona, Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, Arsenal and Manchester United are all interested in the 25-year-old. However, Olmo has shown that recently he is very prone to injury. The Spaniard is currently out with a shoulder injury and this is his second major injury of the year having missed most of September and October previously. This has resulted in Olmo only playing seven times for Leipzig this season. This has made the interested clubs sceptical of investing so much money in the 25-year-old. Personally, I hope his injury proneness has sort of deterred anyone from buying him because he's a great player, and I think he's just in a bad run of his health. He's just been unlucky getting injuries, and I think. He's, he's good for it in the long term. Still on news, we have Man United make inquiry for Leipzig forward. Manchester United have made an inquiry into the availability of RB Leipzig forward Timo Werner. Ahead of the January transfer window, Werner has featured for just 204 minutes in the Bundesliga this season after falling out of favour at Leipzig. With the summer arrivals of Luis Appenda, Benjamin Sesko and Xavi Simmons having increased competition for places in the forward line. A number of Premier League clubs are said to be monitoring this former Chelsea forward, who will be keen to secure regular minutes across the second half of the campaign, with Euro 2024 fast approaching. Fulham, Crystal Palace and West Ham have been credited with interest in Werner, but now Manchester United have now joined that list of suitors. No offer has been made for Werner officially, but the 27-year-old is under consideration at Old Trafford. Werner has scored 107 goals in 211 appearances across his two spells at RB Leipzig, 
having rejoined the club from Chelsea back in 2022. The German spent two seasons in West London and won the Champions League, UFA Super Cup and Club World Cup with the Blues, but scored just 10 Premier League goals across those two campaigns. Werner has scored 24 times in 57 caps for Germany, but was left out of the squad for November's internationals. He'll be keen to regain his place ahead of next summer's European Championship, in which Germany are the host nation. The forward is described as not satisfied with his situation in Leipzig, but inclined to stay until the end of the current campaign. Real Madrid have also been linked with Werner, but the Spanish side's interest is not so hot. And that's all the news for this extra episode. Going straight into the review of the Man City game. Three things we learned. versus City. Starts are crucial. We got the jump on the classic City players, we dominated them, and we kept our defensive shape well at the start. Julian Alvarez seems to have a knack scoring against us. He scored the winner against us recently, and in the reverse fixture at home, he started the comeback that ended in the 3-1 defeat. The benchmark has been set. If we can produce those kinds of performances and not lose focus, we can go very deep and even win the competition if all things go our way, including results with some favourable draws. In the summary, another game and another loss, which is starting to become a little habit at Leipzig, something I'm not quite liking. And there are some major warning signs. Again, we threw away a 2-0 lead at half-time to lose or draw. A draw would have been a on-par result, but again, we threw it away, like we did with Bayern, early in the season in the Bundesliga, is not enough against a team like Man City. I didn't expect us to beat them in possession of the ball, but you need to not take the foot off the pe- off the gas when you play a team like City, as their quality, as they've already shown twice this season, will come back to haunt you. Janice Blaswich, again, overworked and kept us in the game for long periods. The 5-3-2 formation used was good to see, as it was good to combat a 3-2-4-1, as you can use it on a counter to overload the forwards, with the wing-backs being crucial in this formation, as you can turn it into four attacking players at the front, with still having a narrow midfield of three, two centre-backs, and a sweeper. Now where Marco Rose did wrong. His first changes once City were coming with the score 2-1 in our favour was Sesko, who had back problems and Baumgartner in the 60th minute. They replaced Appenda and Forsberg respectively. The time was fine and the right time for change, but Appenda needed to stay on. He scored both our goals and Zavi with the assist was always a danger and they both need to be managed for match time. So they don't get fatigued but we had a big chance to beat City and possibly top the group. I would have left them on. The change could have been Haidara for Benjamin Henriques. As Haidara was on a regular right back, he can play right back, same for Seiwald, but if you just want to swap one player, you'd do that change. Otherwise, put Seiwald where Haidara was, and you just have a simple positional change, which I feel Rose doesn't do enough of. As when we were getting tired, Haidara was absolutely getting beaten down on that side. I would have made the swap, seeing if things work. If it's not working, then make my actual fresh changes of substitutes. But I would have not taken off Zavi or Appenda, and even maybe a slight formation change, 
who also doesn't change over positions. I'd always see our forwards on both sides. They never swap. And that's something I'd like to see more often. Keep the defenders guessing. All in all, it wasn't the worst game. It's a lot better than beating, being beaten 7-0, like we were just in March this year. Would have liked to have been able to at least take away a draw after playing so well in the first half. The players switched off, they got comfortable, and unfortunately, you do that against the top teams, they make you pay for it. Now have a looking at the round of 16 possible opponents. So, for those that don't know, when you go past the group stage, the top team always plays a second team that go through. So, first and second go through, third get relegated to the Europa League, and I think fourth gets nothing. I may be wrong on that last part. If I am, let me know in uh, social media on RBO Talk on Twitter. So, that being said, we will be finishing in second. So, we'll be playing top of one of the groups that get drawn. So top of group A will be Bayern. Top of group B will be Arsenal. Top of group C will be Real Madrid. Top of group D is either going to be Real Sociedad or last year's running up Inter. Top of group E is going to be Atletico Madrid or Lazio. And top of group F is going to be Dortmund, maybe PSG. And top of group H will be Barcelona. Now, there's some good fixtures in there. And after being in a group with City, even though I don't believe that they've been at their full capacity because it's just the group stages, I still think that we have a really good shot, no matter who we get up against, to actually progress further just after the round of 16. Now, I sort of want to have a game against Dortmund or maybe Bayern. That being said, they're both playing well in Bundesliga. However, it's always good to know the enemy you know than the enemy you don't know. I don't know if you've ever heard that saying before. But for those that don't know, it's we know Bayern how they play. We know them very well. We play them domestically, the same as Dortmund. And by how many times do we play Arsenal? Or Real Sociedad? Or Inter? Or Real Madrid? Or Atletico Madrid? Or Lazio? Or PSG? Or Barca? That being said, I still think we'll be able to beat all of those teams, including Europe's best by trophies, Real Madrid. As Real Madrid are nowhere near in the powers that they used to be in European football. There's certainly still no great pushover. However, we've shown that we can hold our own against the best, and Real Madrid are certainly still in that caliber. If I had to pick three of those on who that we I would rather verse. First, it would be Real Madrid. Second, it would be Arsenal. And third, it would be Dortmund, tied with Bayern. Dortmund, I prefer if I was going to pick over Dortmund or Bayern. However, I would love to be the team to knock out Bayern in the UFA Champions League. And the reason why I also said the other two is because they are such big clubs. It'd be great for such a young club in Leipzig to be able to get that, those people filling in seats, coming to Germany, and just experiencing 
the Red Bull Arena firsthand. Otherwise, if we're going for a favourable draw, we probably want to be looking at Atletico Madrid or Lazio. And now for the marquee show segment, RBL Talk. Remember, you can be a part of the show too, with the RBL Talk segment. You can even come on the show as a special guest. The way you do this is by interacting with us on Twitter, or email in at show at rbltalk.com. More information in detail on how to get involved with the show for free in the show notes. First, we follow up from Balham from last week. Or should I say, this week. The rest of his submission states, My question wasn't aimed in a bad way. Recent defeats and also close to winter break for a few weeks, there is a lot to do for Leipzig in getting back to some form. Do you think Bayer Leverkusen, another company team, in case some Germans forgotten, they could challenge for the league? Do you think that interest Zabi Alonso brought is good for the league? Like the Twitter fans say, like to say, Zabi Alonso is cooking. Long way to go if they are to win the Bundesliga, of course. While it's a shame Leipzig aren't ready to win Bundesliga yet, the recent form is one of the fans won't be happy with. They do have a second half of the season to go and plenty of football to be played. Of course, I would welcome Leipzig as Bundesliga winners for two reasons. A new Bundesliga winner and because East Germany, their history reasons behind this. Now let's break down that submission. There's a few questions in there. So the first part, do you think Bayer Leverkusen, another company team, in case some Germans have forgotten, they could challenge for the league? They've already shown that they can challenge for the league. And for those that don't know, Bayer Leverkusen is actually owned by Bayer Pharmaceuticals. Now, I don't believe they've ever won the Bundesliga. I do know that they've come runner-up five times, and I think they have won the second division, as they haven't always been in the first division of the Bundesliga. The last time they were runners-up, before their good stint at the end of the 1990s, in early 2000s was just in 2010-2011 season. They've also managed to win a DFB Pockel and they've been runners-up a few times. Now, the team is going very well. However, we haven't even hit the halfway mark yet of the season, so there's still plenty of time to go. I do think that Bayer Leverkusen are one of the teams that have the ability to stay through throughout the whole entire season. They won't drop off. So I really do think it's possible for them to continue this momentum. However, only time will tell, as player fatigue and other factors, including injuries, could dampen their chances of actually winning the league. Another part is, do you think interest in Zabi Alonso brought is good for the league? I do, actually. Bundesliga is one of the top leagues in the world, and I've always loved the Bundesliga over the glitz and glamour of other leagues, such as the Premier League, as the Bundesliga has always come to the fans always first, no matter what. Yes, we do have TV deals in the Bundesliga, and we have a few other things, but it's always been about the supporters, about the fans, and being a German, or should I say, being someone with German heritage, it, it goes a long way. It's de deeply rooted in us at a young age. So I do think that Zabi Alonso has brought good interest in the league 
as he's one of the best managers. The same thing when we have had other managers uh, being managers for Bayern Munich or Dortmund, for instance. I do agree that Leipzig aren't ready to win the Bundesliga yet. However, there is a very long season ahead, and we are not that far away. We can still win the league this season. However, we need things to go absolutely right from now onwards. We can't afford any more slip-ups. So thank you for your other half of your submission. And that's Balham, and that's BalhamDude2022 on Twitter. We have a new submission for RBL Talk today from The Village Footballer, who's one of the hosts of Over the Bar, the Bundesliga show, which is a great podcast, highly recommended, check that out. The link for that is in the show notes. The Village Footballer on Twitter, Village4020, said, The loans of Xavi and Fabio, are they seen as obtainable on permanent contracts in the summer? Now, there's going to be a few parts to this. Xavi, yes. Fabio, no. That's in the short of it. Now, the reason why I say that is PSG, they don't want to keep him off the books. So they want to actually keep him. However, I still think they will loan him back out to us as they have been very happy with his progress in the Bundesliga. On a permanent deal, as in actually being brought, I don't think either player at this stage is possible. There could be one for Xavi in the future. I do believe that with the current status of his loan deal, if certain things go right, we go top four, we get European League, we get further into the also the European Champions League, that he'll be loaned back to us. And then hopefully next season, if we manage to be able to resecure the loan services, we can get an option to buy, and then we can make that deal permanent. But it wouldn't be in the summer of next year. That being said, the reason why I've said no is because he hasn't had enough game time. I believe Liverpool will be unhappy with the amount of game time he's been getting, as when he was loaned out to us, he would have been reason to believe, sorry, they would have been reason to believe that he was going to be playing a lot more football than he has in Bundesliga. And I honestly think that he needs to be playing more. The kid's got great talent, and I would love to see him playing a lot more football and playing his trade, because we have not even seen close to the best of Fabio. And if we do, then we might be able to actually secure his services in the summer. However, it all goes down to Marco Rose picking him, letting him show us what he can do, and then we can make that move permanent. Because if we were to throw money at Liverpool for Fabio, I'm pretty sure that we'll be able to secure his services in the summer. But he needs to play more football, and he needs to be a good fit for the club. Because right now, doesn't get much game time, and I wouldn't be making him a per permanent deal, even though. He's got great talent, as if we're going to go down that road, we're going to have to do a permanent buy in the summer, which if we throw money at Liverpool, will happen, then we have to loan him straight out, because if we're going to just do the same thing we're doing so far, it's wasting talent, and I hate to see that, especially from our club, 
who is known to be nurturing young talents in football. As always, I'd like to thank the contributors for their contributions this week in RBL Talk. All backers, supporters of the show, and thank you for listening to this podcast. If you could take a moment to leave a quick review and rate us where you listen to this podcast, it really helps us find new listeners and grow the show. So until next time, I've been Justin Crozer. Bye-bye for now.